Welcome back, teacher friend, to another episode, episode 16 of Teacher Let Your Light Shine. I have some exciting news for you. I'm just so thrilled that you have the opportunity to receive free resources and an opportunity to receive free coaching. Yes, teacher friend, free coaching, whatever it is in your life that you need help with, whether it's in teaching, business, building this business, transitioning out of your teacher career, whatever I can do to help you, I am gonna be offering free one-on-one coaching services for two people. So how do you get into this? There is a website coming for you. It is almost finished. Go to the show notes in this episode click on the link that shows the website and you will be taken to the website that's not finished yet but if you submit your email address you will be put on the waiting list and of course there's no spam ever being on the waiting list allows you to be the first to get notified when the actual site goes live the website will officially launch on november 5th after it goes live on november 5th I will draw two winners on November 8th and you will receive free one-on-one coaching from me, but you must be on the waiting list by November 4th before the website actually airs. Then once the website is live, you're going to get free resources. You will also be able to schedule one-on-one coaching for your life, for your business, for your school building, for your teaching, whatever it is that your little teacher heart desires, I will be offering my services. You will also have links to the blog and something super, super extra special coming in January. You don't wanna miss it. Be sure to click the website link below in the show notes and you will be put on the waiting list and get an opportunity to win free coaching. And I want to say thank you so much for spending your time listening to this podcast, whether or not you are getting ready in the morning, driving to work, driving to school, driving home. If you are taking a walk and listening to this podcast, thank you so much for choosing to spend your time here with us each week. And Miles Davis said, time isn't the main thing. Time is the only thing. In today's episode, I would love to just take this moment and have you reflect and think about the way that you spend your time as I am doing that myself, really making sure that I'm intentional about my life outside of what I do in this amazing labor of love, your gift of teaching, how we can use our time to serve our family to serve the people around us that we love, to continue to pour out as vessels. And I really narrowed it down to five principles, five ways I have taken back and become more intentional with the way I utilize my free time, my weekends, my morning time, my nighttime whether it be routines, whether it be resting, I'm going to share these five super powerful tools that I have used that God has really shaped my life with, honestly, over the past couple of years. I cannot say that these came easy, but I want to share them with you. And as a matter of fact, thinking about time or talking about time, it's 
early in the morning, my family is asleep, and I am utilizing this precious moment to really dump my heart out and to share these five ways that I can honestly say have changed my life and have allowed me to have more energy and more clarity for the time I spend planning, organizing, and sharing moments with the people that I love. I'm sure that you have some of the same routines, some of the same activities, or maybe you'll learn something new today. I would love to see how you really spend more intentionality with your time. Let's get into it today. I hope that you really enjoy this because you're going to walk away with some pretty ticky tacky solutions to feeling as if time is always getting away from you. Welcome teacher to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Oh my goodness, we all do it. We all say, but I don't have the time. I don't have the time. And I'm so guilty of this myself. I still need to make sure I rephrase this because really what I'm meaning whenever I say I don't have time, and I don't know if you feel the same way, is I don't know where to fit this in. I don't know how to make this all happen. I do not know because I do have the time, but I may be limited in my resources. I may be limited in my help. I may be limited in my mental capacity, right? So we do have the time, but how can we best utilize our time in order to get what we need to get done accomplished, whether or not you're working from home, building your own business, teaching in school still, however it is, we all have to make sure that we are good managers of our time. As a matter of fact, in the scriptures, it says in Ecclesiastes, and this is such a beautiful scripture, if you ever just need a reminder, in Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1 through 8, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. A time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. A time to love and 
and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. This scripture has really helped myself and definitely my husband and some of our friends that we've spoken to about this. It's so telling about the seasons of life that we're in and how God says that there is a time for everything. And so it really is like what Miles Davis said, it really is the only thing. And if we can learn how to utilize our time that works best for us and it works for us and not against us, then we are really, really winning our day. We win our week. We win our month. We win our quarter. We win our year. We win a decade. And we end up winning our life. Yes, if you really look at it, that is how important time is and how important it is that we take back our time. So I'll just share my top five ways of cultivating peace and reflecting and making sure that I am instilling routines and activities for my personal life and family life. Number one, a morning routine. I'll share mine with you, but do you have a morning routine that you feel is really utilizing your best self and your best time? I am definitely a slow mover in the morning. I'm an early riser, but I'm a slow mover. And movement, I know, is medicine, but movement is really difficult for me in the morning. I am not one to hit the ground running. My husband is, but that is not me, I have tried exercising in the morning and I feel as if it actually does me more harm than good. I'm, I'm serious. I Because I, I literally have went running and was in a bad mood the whole time and was so mad that I was mad because I was still tired. But my sister-in-law gave me such great wisdom. She said, try stretching in the morning. And I love stretching, but I'm thinking, Really? 15 minutes of stretching. I do not know the advantages of that. I'll try it. Wow. What a difference it has made. I am on day eight. I've not skipped a day and I have felt better than what I have in a long time in the morning. I mean, honestly, years. So what I do is I wake up in the morning, turn on the coffee pot, say my prayers do what I typically do when it comes to just spending quiet time with our Heavenly Father. And then I start a morning stretch and I stream it onto our TV off YouTube. And it's a 15-minute full body stretch. Unbelievable how it has made me feel throughout the entire day. And I also do some reflecting at night. And I have noticed that I really do believe that the way that I feel by the end of the day and throughout the day is because of the stretching. So I then after stretching, I go and read my Bible on the back porch. Right now it's a little chilly in Florida. So I got a blanket out there or I will read in my living room and I journal. I just have a little personal journal that I write in, nothing fancy. And I have a really big breakfast. My husband is like, honey, seriously, how much can one person eat in the morning and I haven't even exercised but I have a super big breakfast and I try to get ready before I wake my girls up at seven o'clock so I have two hours in the morning 
I have two hours that really help set up the day. It's my quiet time. I'm stretching. I'm reading. I'm praying. I'm writing. And I might use some of that time, like if I need to pay the bills. Who wants to pay the bills first thing in the morning? I mean, let's be honest. I might do that like three times a month. But for the most part, I'm either talking to my husband or like right now, I'm recording the podcast. So I really try to utilize my time in the morning after I have been awake for a little bit. And then that way, if I'm completely ready and my bed is made and my everything's tidied away in my bedroom, then from seven to eight, I have that time to be with my girls in the morning, eat breakfast, talk, turn on the lamps. Um, One of my students, she arrives early in the morning, so she helps me put on the diffusers and I'm just kind of tidying up, getting ready for the day and just enjoying my time with my family before I head outside at eight o'clock to meet my students who arrive anywhere between eight and nine. And again, that's very relaxed, very flexible. The parents appreciate that. They know that they can drop their children off when it's convenient for them and their children get the opportunity to play and move their bodies in the morning. The second way that I feel time has been utilized, especially now that I have my weekends back, is definitely taking a Sabbath rest. We used to take a Sabbath rest on Sunday years ago, but we found that we really weren't resting. We were heading to church. We were coming back. We were meal prepping. We were preparing for the week and it was just feeling as if it were a rat race and then on Saturdays you know you're just like catching up from the week and maybe sleeping in so we discovered that a Sabbath for us is on Saturdays and we say Sabbath Saturdays in our house and we always have cinnamon rolls on Saturday that's our little family way of just kind of bringing it all together and then I of course, still wake up early in the morning, try to wake up fairly early, definitely before my children and keep that same morning routine, being outside on my back porch. We fellowship with the girls on Saturdays, um, my husband and I, and it's almost like kind of like a little family meeting that we have. I mean, it's definitely informal. We do scripture studies with them. We talk, we chat, we get things out that we need to talk about. And then we have the rest of Saturday to just relax and enjoy and sometimes we have our neighbors over and we fellowship and it's just really really nice and so if you have a way that you can really strive to have a day of rest where you are just not having anything on your agenda you can be outside sometimes we go hiking we go biking we'll go kayaking we might fellowship with other people that is our way of fellowshipping is on Saturdays But try to snag a day. And and I'm going to be honest with you, this was super difficult for me. As a matter of fact, when my husband and I started talking about it, I cried. I cried the first couple weekends because I was thinking, this is when I was still teaching in school. There's no way. There is no way I can spend a whole day of resting and not doing work and not doing housework. There's just no way. And I'd be like, I, I can't do this. I, I, I got to be doing something. You don't understand. I don't want it to pile up. I really, really struggled with that. But I got to tell you, if you really strive to have a day of rest, 
it makes your week go by so much more intentionally. I make sure that I have my laundry done by Friday. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to do that a lot more efficiently because I work from home now. So I try to make sure our laundry is finished by the end of the week. I also make sure that our cleaning throughout the week is pretty well underway. And you know that I've talked before about the students helping making sure our main zones of the house are clean. And so then that way on Sunday, when I wake up, that's kind of our cue for our family. Sundays are the days where we finish up any other laundry and we are tidying up our bedrooms and doing any other cleaning that we need to do for our house. But I'm not spending my entire weekend doing schoolwork anymore, nor are we spending our entire weekend cleaning the house and doing laundry because we're beginning with the end in mind and making sure our weeks are jam-packed. And I will say that we still have a lot of ebb and flow in our days. We still have a lot of downtime and rest throughout, you know, our afternoons. But for the most part, we kind of have this family unspoken thing in our house where we know we don't want to spend our weekends tied down to laundry or work. No, it, it has to be, it's a non-negotiable anymore. Time spent with your family and away from work is so critical. And I wish that I would have employed this more whenever I was working in school, but I just didn't know how to. I really didn't. I did not know how to turn it off and to not bring my work home. I did get better. I will say I did get better over the years, even before I left teaching in public school. However, I do believe that after starting this school that I had more time in my mind to process and to plan how to make my weekends better and just more efficient and more intentional with my family because I wasn't always thinking about data collection and faculty meetings and just all of the things that we have to think about throughout the week. And I know that many of you are still sitting in this place. So therefore, it is so very, very important that you are looking at your time in the upcoming week and really strategically planning how you are going to utilize your time before work, on your way to work, after work, during your prep time, during your lunch. You take back that time. That is your time. So let me give you a really awesome strategy to use in order to make sure that you are planning time to plan. Do you have a personal planner? A personal planner that you can write in. I have this awesome planner. I'm going to put it in my hand right now. Probably hear me, but it is called the Home Edit Planner. I got it at Target. It is the size of a notebook. It is spiral bound and it is the best planner I've ever had in my life. And I'm so, so, so obsessed with planners. I love them. But the reason why I love this planner is because every day has its own notebook page and it will show the day. It gives you time slots for the entire time of the day. It gives you three boxes at the top that says things I must do. Then it gives you a to-do list, a little notes. And then at the bottom, it says everything else and bonus points if I get these things done. I'm actually going to go into 
how I utilize this planner in the next episode because it's going to be too much for today. But I will say that making sure you have a paper planner is of the utmost importance in my opinion and that it's one that you love. Use different highlighters to time block. Pick a top three every day. And I'm going to be honest with you. Yes, you have your planner for school. I understand that you have your planner that has your lesson plans, but your life is your life. You have one life. You need a planner that encompasses your whole entire life. Now, I don't suggest that you put your lesson plans in there or anything of that nature, but every day you have that time slot and it starts at six o'clock and it goes, I think, till seven. Let's see here. Oh, eight o'clock at night. Goes all the way till eight o'clock at night. And you can plan out the time blocks of your day and that way you can see, okay, you know what? I don't have a faculty meeting on this day, but I do have a teacher planning meeting so I can scoot this here and I can scoot that there. And it makes such a difference if you can lay your week out and use different colored highlighters to block out your time so that you can see even when you're at work how you're utilizing your time and when you can squeeze things in because we all know nobody wants to forget paying their water bill, right? Nobody wants to forget that their kids had dentist appointments. And we do that when we are not relying on our own personal planning system because we've got sticky notes hanging up at school or we've written things in our lesson plan book. We cannot do that any longer. And I'm so guilty of that. But when I really became super serious about planning my life and making sure that my work was planned around my life, not my life around my work, things started to change for the better. This also allowed me to prioritize when I was going to pay the bills, when I was going to do shopping, who was picking up at practice, and I no longer even grocery shop on the weekends. Nope, I don't. I don't do it anymore because to me, I would rather outsource that. I outsource that to Instacart. I pay $9.99 for them to do my shopping at Aldi's and deliver it to me. There's no upcharge on my Aldi's groceries. And I send my husband out. He works on the road a lot and he picks things up for me. I no longer have to worry about that because I'd rather spend my time cooking the food than going out and buying the food. That's just me. I try to outsource when I can, and I hope that you do the same. Number four, a Sunday sit down. I have a Sunday sit down with my husband, but I also have a Sunday sit down with myself. And truth be told, I really don't even like having it on Sundays. I'd rather have it on Saturdays. And I feel that when we do have this on Saturdays, our Sundays flow even better. It's a very informal way that my husband and I connect with each other. We talk about our week how we can support one another. We go over our weekly calendar. Well, let's just say I go over the weekly calendar. I pull out my planner. He's sitting there having his coffee. I'm having my coffee. We're out on the back porch. And I say, hey, listen, I've started planning my week. And I noticed that I've got a meeting Monday at 430. But Jalen, she has to be at rowing down in Orlando. Can you take her? Will you be able to do that for me? If we do not have these conversations, then I'm frantic and I am squirreling around trying to figure out ways that I'm going to get my children to practice or ways that I'm going to get my meetings in or whatever it is that I need to make sure that is accomplished. 
So having your planner and having a time where you sit down and you're communicating with either yourself or with someone that you love, with your spouse, and you are taking this time to sit with where you're at and where you're going. This planning system is so critical. I cannot wait to share more ways that I feel super productive because of my planning system and the way that I plan on the weekends. I'm going to be sharing that. Stay tuned. In the next episode, it's going to be all about planning and productivity. Make sure though that starting right now that you can find time on the weekend to rest and then you can find time on the weekend to have your paper planner and plan out your week ahead of time especially if you use highlighters and you time block. If you're not familiar with that, please let me know and I can help you with that even more. Look it up on Pinterest, look it up online, but it really helps to organize your brain, especially if you're like me and it's like whoop, 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 whoop all over the place sometimes. The last way that I believe you can really become more peaceful and more intentional with your time is something that I've spoken of prior to this episode in a previous episode, and that was the episode on teacher burnout. But I talked about utilizing the strategy, who, not how. It's a book that I read over the summer. Who can you have to help you instead of how can you do this in a time frame? You know, especially this year, as I've started the podcast, this is our second year of our school. I still love learning. I'm still growing. I have mega plans for next year for this podcast in ways that I can help teachers, big plans for our school next year, plans for our family, plans for just living a more well-rounded, loving, giving life. And in order to do that, I have to ask people for help. And one way that I do that is by, after sitting down with my husband, we realized, okay, look at how busy our schedules are. He had to actually see it on my planner. Look, honey, this is the amount of time I'm spending here, here, and here. I want our children, I want our family to have healthy meals. How can we get that accomplished? And he said, well, let me do it because he doesn't really cook. He's a great cook, but I wasn't releasing that to him. And we actually have a hibachi grill. And he's like, why don't you just give me all the food, honey? And I'll grill it and we'll have food for the week. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's an excellent idea. So he cooks all of our vegetables, our meat. He cooks things that we have for breakfast. And I also have my girls help. They help me around the house. They're old enough to do this. I know that many of you may have little children. Sooner you have them help you, the better it's going to be for them and for yourself. Train a child in the way they should go so when they are older, they do not depart. God says that in his word. He also talks about the Proverbs woman in Proverbs 31. Go read Proverbs 31 and see what it says about the woman who is created for his glory. That's us. And he says that we select wool and flax and we work with eager hands. I don't have my scriptures with me right now, but I also know that in Proverbs 31, it is so rich with how God has women designed to take care of her family and In that chapter, he says, she sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. Meaning, he gives us energy, he gives us wisdom in ways that can be somewhat superhero-ish, don't you think? I mean, the way that he's designed us women, 
Not that we do it all, not that we're supposed to carry it all, but we are so capable of so much. He's made us strong. And he says that in his word in Proverbs 31. He's made us with dignity. He's clothed us with strength and honor, and we can laugh at the days to come. That means that we are taking our time so seriously that when we look at our time in the future, it's enjoyable. We're excited about it. And even within that same scripture, God talks about how we can teach our children and teach our, it says in the scriptures, maid servants. But my daughter, she's 13. She can very well pull down the blinds at night, make sure all the doors are locked in our house. My girls also make sure that they do laundry. And yes, they need help. And yes, they need reminders. And no, they're not perfect. And it's not like our house is, you know, completely running like a smooth sailing ship every day, every weekend. We're constantly working and we are a work in progress, right? However, we're trying to make sure that our daughters help us out around the house because that's good for us. And it's good for them to see that whenever they become mothers one day, that their children can help them as well so that they have a peaceful household. So my advice is if you have children, even when they are young, having them help sort out laundry, putting away their socks, putting away their laundry, bringing you the dirty clothes hamper, helping unload the dishwasher. Don't feel afraid to ask other people for help. So to wrap it up, let's go over it one more time. Make sure you have good routines in the morning and at night, making sure that you have a great night routine to help you have a great morning routine. Having a restful day on the weekend, a Sabbath rest, having a paper planner, that's number three, a paper planner, and taking time to plan, plan time to plan. Number four is have a Sunday set down with yourself, with your spouse. Go over what's to come in the next week, in the next month, even if you want to plan that far out. And number five, be willing to ask for help. Remembering the strategy, who, not, how. I hope that this episode has been helpful to you and I look forward to sharing more next week on how to be productive and utilize that planner. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.